With all the conversations taking place about coronavirus, it can seem like some people care more about being right than being human. Write about their version of the news, write about their conspiracy theory, write about their timeline of the end. But in this episode, we talk about embracing the unknown, how you can choose joy over fear, and what we can take away from this experience once it's all passed. Let's dive in. I was fixing Three, my mic. Two, one. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Emily. Welcome to Questions Unanswered. Still, I think we were going with this title. Finally, we don't really know yet, but I think it's going to stick for now. And we are here to talk about coronavirus and the end of the world. Before we get into that, though, I want to kind of bring our goal for the, the podcast, and that is to unpack what it means to be human. A quick intro on our co-host. Josue, just so you not kind of know who's answering the questions here, Josue is a youth pastor in Modesto, California. That's where we both live right now. Um, He's from LA though, so LA boy. That's right. (laughs) Born and raised. Um, He enjoys soccer, plays a little bit of guitar, and does a few other activities that he'll get into eventually. For sure. So, yeah. And just to preface this discussion, we're not medical professionals. We're going to be talking about some stuff that we probably don't know the most about, but just our thoughts and opinions. With the little disclaimer there, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> of course. So, okay, let's talk about, um, what do you say? Is coronavirus the end of the world? You know, uh, I think it's something that's, you know, obviously on everybody's minds right now. My, it reminds me of, you know, my little sister being super <laughs> kind of paranoid, um, you know, thinking, oh my goodness, is this it? Yeah. And for those who don't know, you know, we both, our tribe is, you know, um, you know, growing up, we, you know, heard a lot about the end of the world and, you know, how it would happen and, you know, what some of the signs would be before it. And we kind of saw some of these movies that, you know, really scared us. Now, when you say tribe, let me interrupt you for a second. What do you mean by tribe? Yeah, tribe. um, You know, we, we belong to you know, the Seventh-day Adventist denomination. It's a Christian faith tradition. And uh, that's kind of, you know, both of us who are, you know, born and raised into that. And a big part of that is, you know, our kind of understanding or what we believe to be the, what's going to happen at the end of the world or some of the signs and things that'll take place before the world ends. And so, you know, a lot of people have been asking that question, I think, you know, is, is coronavirus a sign of the end of times? And, you know, if so, is, yeah. is this it? And um, I'm sure people during the plague thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. You know, there have been a lot of, you know, moments in history. I think that, you know, we a lot of people couldn't have described as as the end of the world. And um, s- certainly I think there, you know, there's something to say about the fact that you know, the world has ended for so many people at, you know, various times in history. Um, It is what it is right now. And I think we have a a tremendous opportunity to kind of rise above the the fear, the anxiety of it all. And, 
there are moments in time where we won't get the answer to our questions. And I think, at least for me, yeah. I know that I have to learn to be okay with that. Rather than trying to pinpoint everything onto some timeline that's subjective and totally up to, you know, interpretation, I think that this, you know, presents us with unique opportunities to connect with each other in meaningful um, and creative ways. So is coronavirus the end of the world? I don't know. And that's <laughs> part of questions unanswered. This is just one response, obviously. There might yeah. be some people out there who who know a lot more than I do and, and might be able to give a more specific answer, but that's that's where I'm at with yeah. that right now. Cool. Um, now, I know you don't have the answer of whether coronavirus, no one has the answer, you know, that's, that's just a fact. But um, during these times, some people look up to family and friends, they look up to spiritual leaders. Um, so what would you say to those who are worried? Man, to those who are worried, there's this really cool quote that, that I've had on my mind for, for a while. Um, it's a quote from a, from a book that I have up here on my shelf from C.S. Lewis. And he's kind of describing a, a time where uh, they're living under threat of a bombing that's going to take place in their community. And some interesting things, like some really powerful thing that he writes is that you know, even though back then in his time, people were living under, you know, constant threat of, of death, you know, the potential bombing. Was of, this World of, War Two? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> could have been. <laughs> I'm not a good history person at all. Um, but anyway, he, he, he makes this point that if for some reason a bomb were to explode upon them and bring an end to their world, his kind of advice to the people was that that bomb would find them hanging out, having fellowship, just being living life normally, enjoying the little things in life. And that description, and, and I should probably read it. This is from uh, On Living in an Atomic Age and uh, written in 1948. He said, this is the first point to be made and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep, and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that, but they need not dominate our minds. So I think the heart of you know, what C.S. Lewis is trying to say is as best as you can, continue to live a normal, meaningful, joyful life rather than being crowded and huddled together, you know, shivering uh, or frightened of what might happen. Um, because, you know, whether it's the coronavirus or anything else, uh, you know, there's, there's so many threats to our lives that, that are constantly, uh, that we're Just constantly surrounded year. by. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. in this year. Yeah. So if there's anything that I could say, like if anything I, I would say, you know, let's try to emulate that. Let's try to, 
you know, live life as, as, as wisely, as cautiously as, as we need to in order to be responsible citizens, but by no means allow that to cloud our existence where we're just, you know, oh my goodness, you know, you know <laughs> you've seen memes, I'm sure, of, you know, people coughing and you're like, oh no, I got the Rona, you know, and so <laughs> people get freaked out and things like that. But I would, I would encourage people to be wise be cautious and live a f as full and as meaningful of a life as you can as enjoyable as you can um with everything that's going on right now rather than allowing fear and worry and anxiety to cloud you know the rest of our existence existence because if we if this is the end how how do we want to go out how do we want to go out of this world do we want to go you know trembling in fear or do we want to go out being able to, you know, say that we, we enjoyed, you know, the last few moments that we had. Safely and six feet Safe. away from each other. Exactly. But <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What would you say to people, somebody that, you know, if you came across somebody that was super concerned right now and like yeah. afraid? I don't know. I feel like I'm the worst person to ask because I'm just a pessimist by nature. <laughs> <laughs> but I've actually, um, I don't know, there's like some sense of hope when you see certain communities coming together, mm, yeah. like I'm sure you guys have seen like museums are doing virtual tours mm. and like the aquariums are doing kind of like Facebook lives or just, you know, just like the way that certain communities and, and um, groups of people or like even countries sending supplies to each other or, or sending personnel, you know, that sort of stuff just is very encouraging to see. Um, I also love, I know some of the pictures out there are fake, but I love the <laughs> pictures of like nature returning to the cities or, or you know, just kind of giving the earth a break. Mm, um, mm. And I just hope that if it's, you know, if we end up making it, which I'm sure we will through this, um, that some of those principles we've developed throughout this, you know, pandemic mm -hmm. can stay with us, you know, giving our bodies a break, giving, you know, our family's kind of a break and then really spend time, quality time together, not going out, just kind of filling the time in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, keeping the, I don't know, the good habits we've developed about the world and not work, like not taking our cars out as much, maybe like on the weekend, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's just, that's, I think that's, if I, if we don't make it through, that's something that I'll definitely be glad that I experienced throughout this time and, and was able to witness other people do that. But, um, yeah. I yeah, mean. no, that's beautiful. I think that's well said for sure. I think there's a lot of things that we are practicing and doing right now that we can take from this experience and live through it, you know, yeah. for the rest of our lives. So absolutely. Any closing um, remarks? Um, man, Closing room. You don't have to be eloquent. You don't have to be impactful. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Um, that's always the, the temptation. Actually, what's coming to mind right now is a text, a Bible text. And if you don't come from a Christian or um, any faith background, that's okay. Um, I think the, the advice of this particular um, reference would be fitting in... in, in you know, to, to anyone living in any, uh, under any circumstance or from any 
belief or non-belief um, background. And it's a text that's found in First Thessalonians, one of, one of Paul's letters to a church community that he started out there in Thessalonica. And it's uh, two words that I shared with my youth. And if I can leave you guys with anything, I'd leave you with that. And the two words were rejoice always. Now, we don't really use the word rejoice. Um, <laughs> I may be a little foreign. So uh, the way that I might translate that is to be happy, um, be joyful. Again, as I mentioned earlier, if we're going to go out, I think I'd like to go out with a little bit of joy rather than fear. Makes sense. Love it. Join us next time for our next episode and leave all your questions below. Yeah, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, um, and I'll have the little ads here on the top of the screen where you guys can, you know, make sure to connect with us and, you know, uh, let us know what your answer to these questions would be. We'd really love to hear from you, as is the kind of tradition in this podcast. We don't necessarily have the answer to every question. Our goal here is to... Any question. <laughs> to any question, yeah. Is to discover what it means to be human. 